Thank you for joining me for Genesis chapter 6. When men began to multiply on the surface of the ground, and daughters were born to them, God's sons saw that men's daughters were beautiful, and they took any that they wanted for themselves as wives. Yahweh said, My spirit will not strive with man forever, because he is also flesh, so his days will be 120 years. The Nephilim were in the earth in those days, and also after that, when God's sons came into men's daughters and had children with them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Yahweh saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of man's heart was continually only evil. Yahweh was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him in his heart. Yahweh said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the surface of the ground. Man, along with animals, creeping things, and birds of the sky. For I am sorry that I made them. But Noah found favour in Yahweh's eyes. This is the history of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. Noah walked with God. And Noah became the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. God saw the earth and saw that it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. God said to Noah, I will bring an end to all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them and all the earth. Make a ship of gopher wood. You shall make rooms in the ship and shall seal it inside and outside with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ship shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a roof in the ship, and you shall finish it to a cubit upward. You shall set the door of the ship in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third levels. I, even I, do bring the flood of waters on this earth to destroy all flesh, having the breath of life from under the sky. Everything that is in the earth will die. But I will establish my covenant with you, you shall come into the ship, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. Of every living thing, of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ship to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Of the birds after their kind, of the livestock after their kind, of every creeping thing of the ground after its kind, two of every sort will come to you to keep them alive. Take with you some of all food that is eaten and gather it to yourself and it will be for food for you and for them. Thus Noah did. He did all that God commanded him. Very interesting chapter. And it starts out by saying Noah was blameless among the people of his time. In fact, it says only Noah was righteous. I find that to be an interesting comment because in the last chapter we were reading the chronology and we read about people like Noah's father 
Lamech, Noah's grandfather, Methuselah. And I think, wow, those guys were alive at the time of the flood. In fact, Methuselah died the day the flood started and Lamech presumably drowned the day the flood started. These guys were not righteous in God's sight. And then I think, what about Noah's wife? What about his sons and his sons' wives? Well, the Bible doesn't say that they were righteous. It just says that Noah was righteous. And I think, wow, the world had really fallen into a terrible, terrible state when there was no one righteous except for one person. It can be hard to live in a world. Imagine living in a world where everyone around you was corrupted and you're the only one. That would be very, very difficult. And the Bible says that the Lord was sorry. The earth was filled with violence. People just hurting each other all over the place. We cannot imagine what a terrible, terrible place that is like. We watch uh, movies of World War II, the Holocaust and things like this, and we see how bad things were, say, in Poland. And, um, and well, but can you imagine that type of thing on a global scale, the world completely filled with violence, evil everywhere? We can't, we truthfully can't imagine what that is like. Some people think of this story of the destruction of the earth uh, as, as evidence that God is cruel. But no, it's not evidence that God is cruel. It's evidence that God is kind and it's evidence that God is just. I remember years ago, somebody saying, uh, they were thinking of the Holocaust and, and the six million Jews that were, that were killed at the hands of the Nazis. And they said, if God's a good God, why didn't he just kill Hitler when he was a baby? Well, you know, that's a, an interesting question and one that we all would like to contemplate. But I've also heard a lady who, she had a baby die when it was young and she said, if God's a good God, why did he let my baby die? In the end, that's also a good question. And what we've got here in the account of Genesis chapter six is God actually showing justice, actually doing what's right, actually being a good judge and, and destroying evil, getting rid of it. The whole world was so full of it, he, he didn't have a choice. This isn't God, God being evil, this is God being good. And it must have made him very sad. In fact, the Bible does say he was sorry. He was disappointed. This is not what he wanted. And um, sometimes I'm, I'm sure God steps into our daily lives and does intervene at times. Uh, and people question the things that God seems to do or seems not to do. And sometimes they think God isn't acting and sometimes they think he, he should have acted earlier. And people do question God, but I'd like to say that God is just. God does do what's right. God does know what is best. What made Noah righteous? Well, I think it's simply one thing. He feared the Lord. He knew God was real and he hadn't lost his fear of the Lord. He wanted to do what God said. Later on, we're going to find out the world fell back into trouble again pretty quickly after this flood. We won't discover that for a little bit, but now it didn't fall into as bad of a problem, but why did it fall into problems straight away? Well, I think it has got to do with the fact that Noah was the only righteous one. And you know, with each and every generation, you know, we love the Lord and we follow him, but then we have children and we have to try to teach our children to follow him too. 
But it's like every generation needs their own revelation of Christ, their own breakthroughs, their own uh, surrender to God. And it can be very, very hard for, for children to take up the faith of parents. And that's why we need to pray for our kids. And we ask for grace to be upon them. As humans, we all tend to think that we're righteous. We all tend to think that we're all good people. But we tend to be more evil than good. It tends to be hard to do what's right, not easy to do what's right. We need the grace of the Lord. So what can we learn from this chapter? What we can learn is that sometimes some of the difficult things we see in the Bible is actually the righteousness of God. It's the goodness of God and it's the mercy of God. We can also learn that as fantastic as a worldwide flood sounds, that, that it's a reminder to us that God is going to judge the world one day. It's not that he did this one thing ages ago and we don't have to worry about it. No, the Bible says that all human beings will be judged, not just those people back then. And so the, the story of the flood is a reminder to us to live our lives in accordance with the way that God wants. In other words, to be people like Noah, to be people who are blameless, who fear God and who are righteous in our time. So, Lord, I ask you to take the truth of this Genesis chapter 6 and put it into every heart. I ask that you'd cause us to have a heart for Christ and the same for our children, that they would love you and follow you. And I pray that um, we would trust you even in the reading of difficult passages like this one. And I ask your grace would be imparted to every life today. In Jesus' name, amen.